Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle. And build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, what if you could turn your laptop into an ATM, basically printing money whenever you need it from anywhere in the world? Well, that's how today's guest, Adam, felt when he first discovered freelancing, and you can feel that way too. Adam Palmer is the author of Upwork Saved My Life, and in today's episode, he shares with us some of his best advice for getting started and thriving on Upwork. Adam started freelancing one weekend on Upwork and now runs a 50-person agency making more money than he could have ever imagined. Stick around to hear more from Adam along with advice from me and Clay too. We'll be right back. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance rules restrictions apply. When you wake up in the morning and check your phone, does it feel like this or like this? Because with Shopify, your morning can feel like this way more often. That's the sound of a sale being made on your new Shopify store. And while client payments may require weeks or months of work, you can start generating a semi-passive income to grow your business by setting up a Shopify store all of your own. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your latest designs on shirts or bags or adding something totally different to your business, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. You can sell online, you can sell in person, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. With Shopify, you can set up your store in minutes and start selling immediately. And Shopify's award-winning support is there to help you as you go. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash freelance. That's all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash freelance to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash freelance or click the link in our show description and start waking up to this. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co, and joining me on the air today is my friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay. Hey, man. How's it going? Going well. We are joined also by uh, our new friend, Adam, who uh, coincidentally, just like our last guest last week, (laughs) is from New York, but calling from Europe, this time from Brussels. (laughs) Hey, Adam, how you doing? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, we're excited to have you guys. Listeners, you're in for a treat today because um, Adam reached out, connected with the show, seemed like a really great fit because Adam wrote has this whole brand, wrote this book all around how Upwork saved his life. So we're going to get into that a little bit, bit, a little bit more deeper into this episode. But Adam, could you give us just like a glimpse into 
who you are, what you're working on, and maybe maybe give the listeners an excuse to stick around for the next 30 minutes or so. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me. Um, I'll keep my intro pretty brief. Basically, I turned to freelancing because I needed money desperately, as a lot of people probably find themselves <laughs> in that similar predicament. And um, yeah, I was I was using Upwork um, for a business I was working at uh, at the time for like you know hiring people here and there, small jobs. Um, there was a point where I hired like a pretty big ticket freelancer on there, which kind of like opened my eyes. Like, wow, you can like actually do some real business on here. Uh, again, long story short, I, that job kind of ended. I was in, I was in debt and I was just like, you know, what if I got on as a freelancer? Um, and it was one of, you know, the best decisions I ever made in my life because I quickly found that like, this is such an amazing marketplace to find work and uh and be a freelancer because it's just you know it's pretty abundant on there so um yeah i landed like my first job on there uh helping with marketing automation which was you know basically my forte and um yeah from there on it was like a 40 dollar job that turned into a 14 thousand dollar um job with this one client and i just you know as soon as i got this and I learned that like, oh, you can just kind of turn your laptop into an ATM machine. Essentially, I was I was pretty hooked from that there's, moment on. There's and, the know. excuse. There's the excuse why people need to stick around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> turn their turn laptop, your laptop into an ATM machine. Yeah. And <laughs> there's, I mean, the, I, there's the title for the episode. Yeah. I, it honestly, it felt like that because it was just so cool to know, like, I could be working for anyone around the world. And if I'm working, I'm guaranteed to get paid. And you know, I, I did things online for different companies in the past. Like, I, like I said, I came from a bit of a marketing background. I was doing like some digital marketing for like one-off places in, in the past where it's like you had to like chase down people for money. And it, it was, it was very difficult to kind of rely on this as like, in you know, a serious income, but it really, and, and I promise I'm not getting paid from Upwork or anything like that, but it wasn't really until I, I discovered um, the the way you can work on Upwork that I was just like, oh, I can really actually rely on this. Yeah, and I was telling you guys earlier, like as soon as I that genie got out of the bottle, I was like, I'm not even gonna you know send my application <laughs> to a business ever again because it's just I couldn't imagine um, not working like this under these conditions where yeah. it's just very empowering. I, I love you said that before we hit record that like once the genie was out of the bottle, there was no getting it back in. And I love that sentiment because it's so true. Like once once you get out of the phase of like, will this work? Will this work? And you're in the phase of, oh, this is working. It's working. Even if it's mm -hmm. just those beginning phases, man, it is so empowering and so exciting to just go like, OK, this is actually a viable way to live and work. And wow, it's so much better than being chained to a desk nine to five every single day. I miss that feeling. <laughs> I miss that feeling, man. I'm not even joking. Like, I'm doing all right right now. But like, and you know this, Preston, you miss that like beginning stage. It's true. Beginning. You know? Yeah, that's true. You're right. But it I also is, don't. Is way more I, also, I also don't miss the, oh shit, I'm broke feeling. 
yeah. or like I'm going to be broke next month if I don't figure this out. And <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's part of why we've got Adam on the air today too. Is like he's going to share with us a few things, and Clay and I will definitely have things to add. But we're going to talk about like how do I go from that that like okay, this is this is starting to work. I could see this working. But in the back of your mind, you're going like, if I don't find two more clients next month, I'm in big trouble, right? Um, how do you go from that to like, this is no problem. I know I'm going to have clients. I know I'm going to have revenue. Um, this has completely changed my life. And I think too, Adam, it's fair to say, like you said, Upwork's not paying you. Obviously, they're not paying us as well. Um, I'm a fan of Upwork. I, but I'm also, we've had we've had guests on um, who have done this on Fiverr. We've had guests on who have done this outside of marketplaces. like you know, this is obviously going to be a heavily tailored toward Upwork conversation, but like there are other ways to do it and other places to do it. We're not saying Upwork is the only place that works. It's just that Adam's experience was through Upwork. And there are definitely some advantages that he leveraged in order to grow his business. But Adam, let's, let's start off with your story a little bit more then. So, so you, you started freelancing on Upwork. You you got some pretty good clients early on that one you talked about that turned into a $14,000 job. Um, Maybe let's actually do this in reverse. Tell us now what your current situation is. What, like, what does your business look like now uh, compared to when it started? And how long ago was that? You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's going to want to take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to Hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people calling with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs. And did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. So that, I think, first job was in like 2016 or so. Okay, so it's um, been a minute. It's been a minute, yeah. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm serious when I say this, like from that first job, it, it really hasn't stopped. 
um, you know, once once I tasted that, I was like, wow, I could I could get yeah. more jobs. And really, like that. And just real quick, what that, kind of what kind of work do you do on Upwork? I'm not sure. Yeah, so I stuck with that kind of digital marketing, yeah, niche. But um, <laughs> so I guess automation, sales funnels, that type of thing. Okay, um, cool. You know, was was I guess my bread and butter and doing kind of those the evergreen, um product launches and things like that and um yeah so i i would say that was like my bread and butter but honestly like at first and this is this is what i'm always trying to like preach to people it's like just don't be one thing i think we're you know out of this time when you can just be a graphic designer or be a copywriter be this be that that's great that you have those passions but i think if you really want to capture, you know, uh, a wide variety of different people, I think it is sometimes nice to have a lot of different skills. And especially when you can ascertain those skills so easily, like every single thing I learned was basically off of YouTube. You know what I mean? So that information's out there if you want to learn it. So, you know, I, I do kind of consider myself like a jack of all trades, master of nothing, but you can you know, essentially, I don't know, build authority in just by doing something. So yeah, sure. Jack of all trades, but like you can kind of, I hate to say, but like pretend you're the master, like that's something. But you still know more than who's hiring you, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And that's, and and that's a great point. It's like most of the people on these platforms aren't professional hirers themselves. You know, they're in a situation where they need help. And if you know more than that person, you know, as a freelancer and can save the client's time, that's ultimately, you know, how you should start to value your own time. Mm. It's like, what is the time that I'm saving these professionals by helping them with stuff that you may have done before, which that's why it's so important to just kind of like enhance your skill set because it's really just all wisdom. It's like, did you do that particular thing before? Um, but yeah, I, I'd say, you know, what what was the original question though? Um, just wondering what your business looks like now. So oh. you know, we've we've talked about sort of going from that that idea of like, oh, am I going to find sure. a client next month? But what what does your business look like now? What are you up to? So still on Upwork. Uh, we now, you know, I'm one of the the top people on the platform now. Um, with you know, pretty pretty nice income <laughs> from from. From Upwork, and then I started an agency on Upwork too, and now we're like one of the biggest agencies on there, which basically just kind of morphed into that, just due to clients sticking with me over time and just not having you know the bandwidth to support yeah. them all on my own. So um, it kind of happened all naturally, where we just needed more people on on our side to just support the clients and. Um, it was nice because I was helping a lot of freelancers too. And through helping them, we gained trust. And then, you know, I basically brought them into the agency and things like that. So we just kind of grew and grew. And now we mm. have about 50 freelancers on um, the agency. It's called Automate Scale on Upwork. And yeah, man, every day we're just, we're just grinding on there. And yeah. um, it's, there's, you know, no reason for us to, to let off the gas or, or, you know, really kind of look for other ways to to get clients. Like, you know, everything's 
fed through us, you know, right, right through Upwork. So it's just I love a it. really great place right now. Yeah. It's a, it's a true like freelancer to founder progression, right? We have a lot of people on the show who are maybe haven't completed that process yet. You've gone completely from freelancer to now you're a founder running a business, 50 employees or 50 contractors or freelancers or whatever. I mean, that's, that's really awesome. So I think we're going to have some fun digging into some of this stuff today. Yeah. Sure. So tell us, okay, if I'm a listener and I'm going like, I'm just getting started in freelancing or maybe, maybe my freelance business is feast famine or it's struggling or I, I would just like to grow. How do I leverage a marketplace like Upwork? Where do I start? Um, and what do I do? Sure. Yeah. So that, that all comes down to the profile, obviously, you know, that was one of the biggest things I did early on. It was, I woke up on like a Saturday broke and I was just like, I need to get myself out of this place. And I went and I was just like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it really awesome. So I spent a lot of time there on the profile, making videos, making sure the, mm. the profile picture looked nice, presentable, you know, really utilize all of the different, um, the different space they allow you leverage, you know, what you've learned in marketing, like take advantage of all those places, because that's, that's the primary thing. I always tell people like, what's the best, you know, if they ask like, Oh, it's the best way to like send proposals and stuff like that. It's like, start at a good profile because ultimately everything's going to come back to that. So, Okay, so um, so if I'm not a, a little, marketer, yeah, we're gonna ask oh, the same question. Go, click. yeah. Like, well, I was gonna say, like, what does a good profile mean? Yeah. Because like, so that's the totally subjective. Yeah, we could totally like we probably have some ideas, but let's say a graphic designer is listening to this, and they're like, I don't know what makes a good profile. Sure. Well, I think it's always going to come down to searchability, right? So, um, the way Upwork works is a lot of times clients are posting the jobs that they want. And then after they post it, Upwork's typically like maybe spoon feeding them some people that maybe they should look at and things like that. But Upwork will only spoon feeds those people using the data that the, the freelancer allows. And obviously, when you're starting out, you may not have a lot of the you know the quantitative metrics like scores and reviews and things like that that um, you know will will help Upwork know that you're good. So you really do need to like kind of stack it with the right words. So if I was like a say a graphic designer or something like that, I would try what I think is is really good is usually using the like the platforms that um you know maybe a client would be looking for for someone to know like mm. think Adobe Photoshop, like Photoshop or, or yeah, Illustrator or, or something. Okay. Mm-hmm, Illustrator. Um you know the, and so many people just uh what, what yeah I'm trying to think like what's the thumbnail website i can't even think of it right now but like so many people just um use that I'll, I'll try to think of it but yeah any kind of platform that you think will be possibly put into the proposal from the client i would try to match that up because all of the, that different data is going to help with searchability and seo and stuff like that because you have to kind of look at it as okay you're a business on this google-ish kind of marketplace where people are going to be making inquiries mm. and you want to best align with that obviously so, you, so if, is this like like you know on amazon how mm-hmm. the titles for products have just gotten like ridiculous right yeah exactly it's like a whole paragraph i mean do you want to go that far or, no or do i don't think other places in your profile or yeah titles definitely important 
because you 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 want to be aligned with that person. So if I was searching graphic designer, like I would, you know, want to see like professional graphic designer, blah, blah, blah. Something that's just going to have that kind of continuity, which is, yeah. you know, pretty does, simple. Uh, does, right. I, I, forget my ignorance. I, it's been a long time since I've been on Upwork, but like, can you have a video on a profile? Yeah. So that was another big thing that I did that at the time, I don't think a lot of people were really doing like in 2016, mm-hmm. 2015, I think there was this fear on Upwork, like, you know, I don't know who's doing the job, who I'm hiring, like, you know, unverified oh, people, for sure. mm-hmm. like wh- mm-hmm. who is this shady guy and stuff like that. Cause I rem- remember what I was saying earlier, like uh, we, we were hiring people for small jobs. So you didn't really give too like you didn't really care that much. Like if we're just doing data entry, does it matter if this is Pete or Pete's cousin doing it? We just need the data, right? But like if we're we're if we're talking about bigger projects, for sure I want to know like who I'm talking to, where's my money going, these types of things. So to to kind of add to my credibility early on, for sure, that was one of those things I woke up that Saturday and was like, I'm gonna make a good video. And and by good I mean terrible. Like this thing was like thrown in front of like a green screen, like you know, it was just oh, yeah, like, yeah, the green screen. <laughs> it's honestly still the video that's live on my profile. So if you guys check that oh, out, like funny. you'll see how cringe this thing actually is. But it, was, <laughs> it must work well just to be up there. Yeah, I I didn't see any need to change it because I'm just like this brought me some luck. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like make it overly professional and then not have it work and be like dope, you know. But um. Yeah, so that was like one of those uh, delineating things I think that really helped me early on because the thing with video and and so, and this is so obvious now, but you know you're able to make a connection with someone. They're able to know how you sound, what you're about. There's a lot of you know authority and truth that can be kind of spoken in those couple minutes, which is reassuring to the people. So if it's going to be me versus someone that they may not you know, fully believe in, like I'm going to win out. So that, that was happening like a lot early on, like, mm. and people were almost like pre-sold by the time they did get on the phone with me. Cause they're like, you know, you obviously know what you're talking about. You, you, you know, they don't have to ask these preliminary questions yeah. where it's like a first date. When you get on the phone with them, it feels like more of like a second or third date by the time you get onto the phone with them, because they've seen all these things. And that brings me back to the point of like the profile the profile should really do that for you. Um, so in addition to the video, in addition to a good title, a good brief and, and describing all the platforms that you work with, um, you know, one of the biggest things, especially for like a graphic designer would be like your portfolio section and things like that. And really just like kind of having that do some of the speaking for you. And you can get really crazy also um, inside of these portfolios on Upwork where you can actually do case studies. You can do a video within that. Um, you can you can go real heavy on this. And um, if you guys do check out my profile at some point, you can see like what I did there and um, how I created some of these case studies. So people really could spend time. And if there ever does come these conversations, you know, when I'm having a you know, talk with a prospect and stuff like that. Instead of spending that time going through all this redundant stuff, I'm just like, you know, you obviously didn't do your homework and check out my pro- my 
my profile. Like, so maybe go back and do that and then we'll jump on the phone again and stuff like that. So it kind (laughs) of gives you a little more power um, in sifting through problematic uh, potential clients and things like that, because I don't know, it establishes you. It's just, it's just been Mm -hmm. a lot better versus you in that employee mindset, right? Where you're at an interview table and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, trying to answer questions. Like that was not, the route that I wanted it to come, you know, yeah. more or less like I'm interviewing them at this point that as, as they're interviewing mm. me, it's more of a conversation and, and they yeah. should know, it's, you know, yeah. yeah, we, we've, we've talked about this, like, um, even with your own online portfolio, like not in, not inside of Upwork or any marketplace, just on your own website, you, you should, you should sell yourself so much on your website that when they pick up the phone or send an email or however they contact you, that becomes a closing situation, not a selling situation, right? Um, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit of extra selling, but really in, in the, with the goal of closing them on that phone call. And so you, you should really have the right copy, the right images, the right messaging, the right pain points identified, all of that stuff that makes up sort of a good, um, marketing message regardless of where you're at so that when a client contacts you you say so you've seen the da 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 you've seen that we did this for so and so you've seen these results we'd love to get the same for you when should we start right and then it becomes like a closing situation instead of like yeah so i've done this and i've done this and it and it feels more like a job interview yeah i can tell you you know with the exception of maybe a few mostly all of my clients like it's been that right it's been getting on the phone and it's just making sure nothing's you know, nothing's out of whack and it's a closing situation. Any, any time where I have to force a sale, I just don't even want to do it. You know, if, if yeah. like you don't want me, it's, it's all good. There's plenty of freelancers out there and there's plenty mm. of clients. Yeah, like good. there's no reason to force anything here. Everybody should feel good about it. And if not, like, let's, let's just go on with our lives. But no, I never, <laughs> ever try to like oversell myself. It's, it's just the disaster yeah. in the making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think this has been some really good advice about your profile. Just to recap, we're talking about like using words and images that will make sure that your client can find you as a good match. So when they're searching or when Upwork recommends you, that's a primarily a keyword copy sort of situation. We're talking about building credibility by adding videos, images, experiences, results, um, uh, any sort of, uh, you said, Adam, like any sort of tools that you use, hard skills that you might have. And then also proof and examples, like proof that you're, you're worth working with or at least exploring, um, having a portfolio depending on what kind of work that you do. So like, that's all really fantastic. Here's what I keep hearing, Adam, from freelancers when we recommend Upwork. So we have quite a few resources on Upwork throughout our blog and our YouTube channel. And all the time we get comments from freelancers that say like, this is all well and good, but I've started on Upwork. I've filled out my profile. And it's crickets. I get no attention. I get, um, you know, I, I don't get recommended by Upwork. I like, what do I do? What am I doing wrong? Do you have any? I, I know it can be hard because it sounds like yours, you did really well from the beginning, right? So, but, but do you have any advice after all these years of being on Upwork of what maybe a new Upworker can do or any marketplace, but you even said like there's so many other freelancers out there, right? So that's one of the biggest issues of Upwork is so much competition. What can a person do if they feel like they've built a good profile, they're, they're trying stuck. their best, but there's just no traction? Yeah, they're stuck. Here's the thing: eighty-five percent of freelancers that get on Upwork don't get any money. 
You know, that that's the crazy statistic. That's and terrifying. It's, it, yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. And it's getting more and more competitive every day. You know, again, in, in 2016, there were very few professional high-end people on there charging, you know, hundreds of dollars per hour, right? Like, that was the big thing back then. It was like, oh, I don't want to work for $5, $10 an hour. Like, this is this is crazy. I'll never, you know, sell my soul for that. But that's definitely not the case. And and the myth that, like, you know, people don't want to spend money on there is, is crazy because there's a lot of people charging many hundreds per hour these days. Can, not, not Can you go money. into in more detail why 85% of people don't well, get money? So that's the, so that's what I was kind of getting into. So it's just like super competitive, right? Um, and, and, and the thing why it's such a large number is because there's so many freelancers, you know, there's, there, there's a surplus freelancers. There's never been like a, a scarcity on that, that side. So there's, you know, one job for umpteen number of freelancers. And that's, that's, primarily why that's high but don't let that scare you um because i do believe that if you want it you can get it because here's the other thing like most of those 85 percent of people aren't like going 100 percent you know crazy conviction yeah. hard in the paint like you know not letting loose and yeah, I made it seem like my first job was easy but again it was on a weekend and i just kept going into the find work category and, and applying. Um, and you know, that's, that's what's needed. And, you know, there, the jobs are coming through at such a rapid clip because we're talking about scale here. Yeah. 85% of people mm-hmm. don't get, we're talking like hundreds of thousands of jobs being posted, like, you know, like weekly basically. And like, if you just, put the pedal to the metal and keep applying. And like I said, you know, the first, the first things is to have like a good profile, make sure that's legit. The second thing is like, make sure your proposals are good. And that doesn't mean, you know, copy pasting dog BS that like has nothing to do with the job. Like if, if you can go in there and apply and say, okay, you have this pro that you have this issue, I can definitely help you with that. And let's, let's talk. And if you go in with that type of mindset, some client's going to say, yeah, let's get onto a phone call. If you can solve that problem. Again, it goes back to saving that client time. So if you can effectively do that, um, you're going to get hired. And really, it's just a numbers game. And it's happening. Like, there's so many jobs. Like, I could go to my find work section right now. And I guarantee you there's a new job being posted in the last, like, couple minutes, you know, that I could yeah. potentially bid on. And when you're dealing with something at that pace, it's it's hard for anyone with skills to tell me like, oh, there's no work because it's just mm-hmm. not the case. Like these are not tire kicking um, people that are just like, oh, like you know, uh, I may want to hire for this. No, these are like people that like need something right now, yeah. and time is of the essence. So yeah, we spend a lot of time in in freelance marketplaces and studying sort of the freelance ecosystem just to stay on top of all of that. And one thing we have definitely noticed is of all the marketplaces, Upwork seems to have among the highest quality clients. Like um, a lot, like you compare to like freelancer.com, which is maybe a similar in, in size and scope and expectation, but you look at the ca- caliber of clients on freelancer.com mm-hmm. just based mm-hmm. on the job descriptions, um, the the pay rates, things like that. 
it's it's night and day compared with Upwork. Uh, Upwork just seems to have much, like you said, just tons and tons of opportunity, but also higher quality opportunity. And I'll say, so we're building, uh, listeners might know that we run a product called Solid Gigs, and it's a, a lead generation service for freelancers. And um, we're, we're building in some AI functions into, into the tool for this upcoming year. And so part of that is to like, is to have build search bots that will go out and actually search sites that you specify like Upwork. And so we built like a demo bot to go out and search Upwork. And it's insane the amount of data it comes back with just because you're right. There's just this like river of new leads constantly that match. Mm. And that's matching certain criteria. That's not even all the leads on the site. That's just saying yeah, like, I'm a graphic designer and I want to make. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's insane how much business is going through Upwork and how much opportunity there is for freelancers. Well, and the crazy thing is you can set up like an RSS feed that that's um, mm-hmm. kind of taken off of the find search. And then we run that into like a Trello environment. So like every time yeah. something oh, is posted. That's awesome. Yeah, but like, you know what? Our Trello boards get filled. Like we can't fill a Trello board uh-huh. normally, like with like <laughs> our clients and stuff like that. But every time I'll get like a Zapier, like uh um error you know it's like board filled like freezer race and we have like two different vas like sifting through this like archiving different things and we still can't even stay on top of can't it without triggering crazy cards and it's just like you said that we're just we're just using i think eight search inquiries you know and and yeah. basically making that off of the like platforms that we work with like uh like say an infusion soft or a hubspot or something like that and the board gets completely build up and it's just that type of clip so it's like you know people people can say that but i'm sure like they may get frustrated on a monday and not apply again until a friday or something like that but are they going you know three or four times per day and hitting up every single job in their wheelhouse every day you know until they get something because Mm. you know it it, and especially early on if, if you don't have any of the income it's probably hard to like keep that up but still if I'm down in a week or if I do have some spare time or something like that, like I'm applying still, like I want to make sure Upwork does know that like we're still hungry and these types of things. So any opportunity Mm. to bid, you know, we're going to bid also just, just to, just to let them know that. And yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously it's not as, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's, you know, like bidding on jobs and, and, and sending proposals isn't as great as like getting an invite because, you know, usually those are much warmer leads, but still, yeah. um, we've, we've, we've received great clients on, on proposals that we've sent out and I can just, yeah, I just, what's your conversion rate on that? Oh, very low on a proposal being sent out. Yeah. Like oh. what, what, if you had to put a number to it, what, what would you say? And uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is yeah. because I, I want people to have realistic expectations on this. Yeah, I love that. So that way mm-hmm. they don't have like, they don't get discouraged whenever they don't get a job. Right. And sure. ballpark's fine, Adam. Like, is it less than 10%? Is it less? Oh, than- yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Less than 10%. Probably less than 5%. Probably like close to like maybe like one or 2%. Wow. You know, I so would for say- every hundred proposals you send, you get one or two. Yeah, I know it sounds like a lot when you say it like that, but there could be maybe like, three or four in a day right that like just pop off and that's the that's the other thing that's really hard to wrap your head around because yeah those statistics are great but here's the thing every single client is unique it's like a roulette game right like 
just because the last spun, yep. spin spun 23 doesn't mean that it has anything to do with the next spin. So like you could get discouraged by a client and, and feel like there's these patterns, but there's realistically no patterns. There's no like cheap, you know, client pattern. There's no um, angry client pattern. There's no like, I'm not getting talked to. It's realistically like every conversion point is new for that particular job because you may align differently. You may say the right things that they're looking for. You may get in on the right time, right? Because they could have just posted and you're two minutes on and then you send that thing and they're like, yeah, let's, let's just talk. Um, so there's all these like dynamic factors that some, you know, on average, sure, like one, 2%, but there could be these hot days and it could be a hot mm. client that's like, you know, paying tenfold of what the other one yeah. Um, yeah. paid as far as like the, the whole entire budget goes. So, but that's the thing. Yeah, it, c- it can get discouraging and, and more often than not, you know, a lot of people are bidding, but that's just, you know, you, realistically you're you're kind of competing against yourself you know like how do yeah, you know i mean i th- yeah i think that's perfect i think it's i think it's smart to let people know the numbers because i think what has i what i've heard of freelancers doing some of these freelancers i was telling you about to leave comments on our youtube channel or whatever they'll say you know i only have so many connects i my yeah. my account only came with so many free connects or whatever and and i don't want to buy more and so it's like i'll send five proposals or something and i don't hear back mm-hmm. from anyone and it's like well yeah you got to send a hundred of them, 200 of them before you yeah. start to hear back from a significant mm-hmm. number of people. And that's how it is in and out of a marketplace. I mean, if you're doing any sort of cold outreach, I've done a ton of cold outreach in my business mm-hmm. over the years. And that's just the numbers of cold outreach. You're going to get sales. 5% or less. It's sales. It's, it's cold sales. Mm-hmm. It's cold sales. And like I said, like the invites are, are awesome, obviously. But yeah, I yeah. think yeah. realistically, yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, it's, it's trying to get a stranger to give you money. And, um, mm-hmm. especially, you know, early on when you don't have that social proof and you just have credits that, you know, you don't even know if you're going to make that money back. It's, it's, it's tough. So you have to kind of get past that, that, that yeah. issue, you know, fortunately for me, um, those connects thing, it didn't really exist, like, especially bidding, yeah. um, you it know, sure didn't exist in 2016. Right, because and you could just fire at will um, a lot, which you know wasn't that awesome on the client side because you'd get a lot of um, <laughs> right. you know rubbish. But um, yeah, now it's a little more it's a little more selective. You, you, you know, you got to make sure that um, you know you are you are making the best of it if you are going to spend those connects. And then it, it is a little ridiculous too, like some of the some of the bidding get ups gets up to like a hundred yeah, connects yeah. for some of the jobs. And, you know, that's, I don't know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I mean, I've heard a lot of complaints from freelancers about the connects. Mm -hmm. Um, I've heard it mostly as a negative thing in the freelancer side. I I see it, obviously, it's not ideal for, for freelancers who are getting started, who have a really tight budget, who aren't really confident yet, aren't sure they're going to be able to convert when they pay for those connects. But like, at the same time, we talk about the massive amount of competition. I actually think it can be a positive thing because now instead of thousands and thousands of applications um a client's getting maybe hundreds or if you're lucky maybe dozens right instead of like sorting through 5000 people and hoping they find you they're sorting through 200 people and hoping they find you so like there's there's an upside for the freelancers mm, too yeah. for those connects but it just it does cost you yeah there's there's a lot of people not too happy but those yeah. are the people probably being vocal you know what i mean 
Um, mm. So it's it's hard to say. I mean, I don't have too much of a problem with it because the way I look at it is like one good client realistically will pay for all the connects you'll yeah, ever spend, exactly. period. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, I'm kind of playing with house money on the on the connect side. Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah. will. Well, that's out- a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So I'll just, at this point, I just outbid everybody. I don't know if it's effective or not. I just, <laughs> I just want to just outbid everybody and it's, it's probably stupid, but yeah, I mean, the, I think it is a good, good thing as far as a marketplace is involved because even like on a, on an Amazon, like you can advertise on Amazon and think about like, if you're, if you're doing a product up against a product that has like 9,000 reviews, you know, it it's, you're just going to get like constantly buried by the algorithm. So this mm-hmm. is like that one opportunity that is a little empowering for the freelancer to reassert themselves without yeah. the algorithm's help. So if you are kind of confident in yourself and that particular job, you can circumvent that. And sure, the fear is like the, the client's going to skip past you and go to the highest score, but probably not, right? Like they got, I mean, that's that's what I've heard, but like, they're obviously seeing your face pushed up. You know, I think it then comes down to two. Like, did you say the right thing in the proposal? Is your profile mm-hmm. good? Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's just like, I, you know, from, from a client, uh, you know, come, speaking from the clients, I mean, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on Upwork as a client. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I would want to see who's paying to, to be seen, I think that would make it seem like, okay, this person really wants that. So yeah, they're serious you know, about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've seen like people say like, oh, now it's hard to like organize people and things like that. I, I don't know about all that. I, I, I don't, I don't know if this thing is, is all bad. And, you know, it's obviously like a, a way to generate liquidity for the system so they can operate better. And so there's other things, you know, um, yeah. Yeah. But I think mm-hmm. for freelancers, it's important to, I think it'll be interesting to watch it play out, but I think it's important to keep in mind that it can be leveraged as, as a tool that didn't exist before. Like it used to be, you either got recommended by Upwork, which was nearly impossible when you were just starting out and didn't have any right. real credentials, or you sent a cold proposal and, uh, and you still didn't have credentials and you were among thousands of cold proposals hmm. and it was really it was it was luck a lot of time like i've hired a ton on upwork as well and it's like after the first 10 or 20 that i'm looking at if they all look the same i i don't i can't keep looking forever and ever and so mm-hmm. I, I yeah think there's it's a hard lot to get past that second page yeah yeah yep. yeah after like the first 10 you're like okay i well, get, I get yeah. the idea yeah. <laughs> Someone well and, and yeah and they're mo- yeah. and they're they're very similar right and so you have to find ways coming back to your earlier advice in your profile to stand out and um, and to maybe look more professional or show experience that other people are less likely to have, um, you know, we did. I did a year long podcast with my friend Andy, who quit his job to start freelancing on Upwork, and um, you can listen to that at milo.co slash podcasts. It's called My Freelance Life, and he uh, he basically differentiated by offering a really unique service. And so when Upwork was recommending freelancers for these services, there's not as many clients like that need writing or graphic design, but he did um, like spreadsheets and data management and stuff like that. And there was still plenty of work, but he was different from a lot of people and, and he stood out um, mm. because he offered this unique service. So I think, I don't know. There's there's lots. I think what we're getting down to is like there's a lot of opportunity, but you have to play your cards right and you have to be serious about it. So many people sign mm-hmm. up, like you said, Adam, 
And it's just like, I'll just sign up and see what happens. Well, no, that's not going to work. No, it's mm-hmm. not. And and yeah, you're going to get phased out. And I'd say the, 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 the most needed talent on there is like consistency, right? If you have that, that mm-hmm. the talent of consistency and, and showing that you're going to show up and not just be like a weekend warrior or that type of thing, like clients can see that, like they want dedicated yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. if you can kind of prove that early on, it's, it's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a downhill kind of can battle you, from there. Can you touch on price on these marketplaces? Like, price? Know, like, yeah. Like, so, cause you go, you go on, um, you go on Upwork, right? You see a whole range of mm-hmm. fees. Some are really, really inexpensive. Some are more expensive. So like there's, there's, you know, and, and, and considering the people, like the consumers that would actually go and hire freelancers, like a lot of them go with the lowest price, but some of them don't. Can, can you kind of give your, your experience with how to price yourself on sure. a marketplace like this? Yeah. And, um, my whole thing is like, you're, you're, you've created your own business, right? So you have mm-hmm. your own product, you have your own CEO. Your, your 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 whole step like internally right mm-hmm. so you you have to kind of set that up for yourself so originally when i got on i was about 45 dollars an hour so like my first gig was was like a 45 dollar small batch job and i really don't like to do fixed projects i do recommend them maybe doing them early on because you can get some reviews right out the door quickly like i said like this this first job was like really small and then he turned it around after I completed that job, got the $45. And then he's like, okay, can I hire you for like 10 to 15 hours a week? Awesome. Um, here's my rate, $45. And so I was psyched from that. Like that's, that's realistically like when I thought my laptop turned into an ATM machine because I could just use the tracker <laughs> and know nice. that like if I'm, if, if I'm working on this client, um, his name was Brian. Uh, I would I would be making money, and that was the coolest thing about Upwork because the time tracker insurance. Uh, I think you know I talked to you mm-hmm. guys before about like having to chase down clients and things like that, and it's just a nightmare. And if you're chasing down money, old money spent, like you can't be working on new money and things like that. So, so when I discovered I okay this time tracker, make sure like you know I'm never gonna have to chase the money. It's all insured, even if Brian's credit card didn't work. Upwork will still step in, which I just thought was so cool. So it was $45 an hour at first. And then basically what I did for my business was after every completed job and I got like a good review, I would, or maybe I acquired a new skill, I'd say, hey, good job, Adam. (laughs) You're going to get a raise. Um, And so I basically (laughs) gamified it for myself. Um, and I wasn't really thinking about anyone else on Upwork, what their prices were, what they do, blah, blah, blah. This was in competition with myself. And I was just like, okay, this is going to incentivize me to do good work, get that review. And maybe if I don't know something, learn about it and, and upskill myself and give myself an attaboy. And so that's just the way I looked at it. So 45 quickly became 
uh, like 65, then 75, then 87. I was just like getting more and more psyched. I was always excited to work. And then when it like got past 100, I was like, oh my God, like I'm making like what actually, you know, I told, like, like I told you about that, that one kind of um, like not cheap guy that I hired when I was working for that business. He was charging $100 per hour. And I always thought like, oh my God, like, I couldn't imagine like sitting at a computer making a hundred dollars per hour, like what a doctor <laughs> or a lawyer made doing like some type of stupid platform like Infusionsoft. And that's what we hired this like original guy, Chris, for. So when I hit that hundred dollar mark, I was just like, I was so stoked. You know, the fact that like I could be in like Spain or something on a on my computer and just like, okay, if I'm working, I'm getting paid. So that's that's the way I looked at it. I was always trying to do better. And then that kept going to, to 250, 275, 350, over 400, 500. Like it, I mean, it's, it's just crazy to think about clients paying that amount per hour for, for work that you do, but they do it because what I always say is the most expensive freelancer is the one that fucks your project up. You yeah. Know? And yeah. like they have <laughs> to go so back. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so like, you know, if they imagine the, the energy spent, like trying to onboard a new freelancer and then they like messed it up. So now you're out of time, you're out of energy and then you got to rehire for something. Well, imagine just like hiring someone that you knew, like dedicated their lives to this, knew exactly what you need and can bang it out quicker. Like, the price isn't so much going to be the major concern. It's the time that's going to be saved. It's the quality of it. It's knowing that, you know, they, I could just pick up what they're putting down without a lot of explanation. And, you know, this, you know, we, again, I do like automation and, and things like that. So it's like a lot of these times we're building something that can kind of just like exist after I'm gone mm, and just generate money. There. Yeah. So there was a lot of like ROI speak. I can speak to this. So sure. It's like, you know, a job could be $20,000, but this thing should bring in like a hundred K or something like mm -hmm. that. So, yeah. you know, as far as that, I was always able to like kind of justify it in a way, but as far as the price elastic elasticity and like what people are willing to pay per hour. Um, again, I think those are really big myths that people are mm. just generally like looking for the cheapest thing. They may say that, they may try to like negotiate and blah, 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 but that's why you have to have a strong business and say, yeah. no, this is my rate. This is what other people are paying. Mm -hmm. And in fact, it's just kind of going up. So if you don't lock in this now, like be prepared to spend more later. Because if you look at the track record, this is what's been happening, you know, for, yeah. for years now. And then that gives that like little scarcity kind of play into it. And mm -hmm. yeah, they're just like, okay, let's, let's try it out. So, yeah. Um, that's, I think one that's, thing I learned yeah. from what, one thing I'm learning from what you're saying here and that I learned from Andy when we did that podcast I was referencing earlier. So Andy had a similar experience. He started really low, like 25 bucks an hour or something. Um, and then he literally doubled it. Like every time he had a, he got a client without much pushback, he doubled it. And then mm -hmm. he would get another client without much pushback and he doubled it again. And he, he doubled it like six times or something crazy. I don't remember. I'll have to go back and listen to the podcast, but he just kept doubling, 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 doubling. Um, and before he knew it, yeah, he was charging like these huge amounts. 
But what he found was the process was perfect for something like Upwork because early on it was it, he was cheap but high quality. And so someone would hire him for like 25 bucks an hour and then he would do $300 an hour quality work, right? And so they would just like rave about him. Five-star reviews, really long in-depth reviews about how great he was and that would go on his profile. Cha-ching, right? So then, so then he increases his rates, but now he's increased his rates, but he has reviews under his belt. And so... Mm-hmm. He just, it was like this perfect, like line upon line building bit by bit until he then was able to charge the big numbers, but then he had reviews from charging less. And it just was like this, this sort of perfect flow of getting right to where he wanted to be right in the sweet spot. And I'm, and I'm hearing the same story from you. Um, I, I think actually, you know, this, this fear of like, well, clients are only looking for really low priced freelancers or whatever there's there's a group of clients and they're the clients that you want that actually don't look at low priced freelancers because they're the ones you're talking about that are going to mess up your project um yeah that's me. i actually prefer <laughs> to hire someone who charges a little bit more because they're serious about it just like someone who pays more yeah. connect credits they're serious about the work that they're doing yeah they have more to lose they're yeah. in it and and social proof is just so powerful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Adam, this has been really insightful for me. Um, we're unfortunately yeah, out sure. of time today, but this has been really helpful. Hopefully the listeners gotten a lot out of it. Um, thank you so much for taking time to chat with us today. Will you let the listeners know where they can connect with you, where they can find your book, your blog, whatever you want to promote, just let them know where they can connect with you and find you. Sure. If you're on Upwork, um, you can you can connect with me there and network with me. It's upwork.com slash FL freelancer slash adam palmer um and then if you guys want a copy of the free book uh you can go to freelanceking.com slash book uh and then yeah the channel is upwork saved my life on youtube and if you just want to go to freelanceking.com you can you can find me there email me uh, adam at freelanceking.com would love to hear from you guys and and again thank you so much for having me i love talking about this stuff it's it's so empowering it's so important in the days that we're, we're living in and uh yeah it's, it's really nice to connect with you guys yeah absolutely yeah yeah with you as well thanks for taking the time today be sure to check out adam's stuff we'll be sure to link to it in the show description as well so we'll have links there for you for quick access but adam thank you so much for joining us and clay mosley from getdripify.com a pleasure as always my friend you guys yeah. take care Thanks a lot, guys. guys. Bye-bye. See ya. Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.